The following is a hoop ball presentation. What is up, everybody, and welcome to the first official episode of Hoop Ball Sixers. I'm your host, Adam Sherman. You may have seen some of our older episodes already loaded into the feed, but this is our official debut. So let's jump right into the Sixers' last couple of games, starting on Sunday against the Thunder in OKC, and the Sixers took home the win 115-103. to That score sounds kind of close considering some may argue the Thunder are the worst team in the league right now. However, in a away game, they went on a big run at the end. It wasn't really as close as the score suggests, and just a good win for the Sixers. And it all started in the first quarter with Seth Curry going off for 23 points, 6 for 7 from 3, absolutely torching. And the Thunder decided, let's not guard the best shooter on the court the entire quarter as he makes us pay time and time again. And that was absolutely ridiculous to me in transition, off the screen, off dribble pull-ups, Uh, He was just making it rain, and the only player to start a game better than Seth this year is his brother, Steph, and it's a pretty good company to be in, and that family can definitely shoot the ball pretty well. Seth ended the game with 28 points, 7 of 10 from 3, so definitely cooled down after that hot start, but propelled the Sixers and allowed them to take the driver's seat early and stay in it. Joel Embiid, 22 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Very Joel Embiid-like stat line. Um, Starting the year, he's had some injury problems, a solid game for him. But the stat that really stands out to me was the three blocks. And the team has had a a little uh, struggle defensively without Ben. They don't really know how to guard the point. The rotations have been a little rough so far. But Joel has been doing his thing on that end of the court. 8 for 15 from the field, so solid shooting. And only five free throws attempted and two made. That is very unlike Joel Embiid. Um, But he had a great game. They got the win. They didn't really need him that much down the stretch. So it's always a positive. Terry's Maxey, 14 points, 5 boards, 2 assists, 4 for 13 from the field, and 0 for 4 from 3. So an off night from Maxey, obviously attacking the glass like he does so well, but shot was off. Luckily, it didn't hurt us too much. Uh, George Niang, new addition, 12 points, 4 for 8 from the field, and 3 for 4 from 3. And that's what this guy can bring you, a solid shot off the bench, stretch 4, which the Sixers have been looking for. Sure, he's not the tallest guy. Sure, he's not going to do that much else for you, but... How much else can you really ask for off the bench from your 6th, 7th, maybe even 8th man, depending on what he is? He really won't be 6th man. He, he'll he be lingering towards the end of the rotation, but I think he'll keep his minutes most of the year. Um, Sixers led the Thunder in both rebounds and three-pointers, which is a huge deal for the, uh, any team in this league. Um, three-pointers, obviously so crucial. Sixers starting the year firing, shooting very well from the field, in large part thanks to Seth Curry. Um, for the Thunder, Josh Giddy, rookie, 19 points, 8 boards, 7 assists, and 4 steals. So a great game from the Rook. Um, Shea Gildas-Alexander, 29-6-8, uh, another ridiculous game. And this really shows the Sixers' struggles at that guard position defensively. Um, ben Simmons obviously would come in and lock up Shea, um, lock up Giddy, whoever he needed to. But Doc really tries to treat um, Tyrese Maxey like he's a... Uh, Ben Simmons, and that's just never going to work. Maxi is a solid defender in his own right. He is only six foot tall. He's pretty scrappy, but he's obviously no Ben Simmons. But overall, um, this game, it was expected. The Sixers would win. They do pull it out, and solid way to get a win. Um, moving on to Tuesday, this is a rough game to talk about. 
at Madison Square Garden. Sixers dropped this one 112 to 99. And one word that describes this game is just simply ugly. It was ugly all around. Um, Joel Embiid, 14 points, 2 for 7 from the field. He did go 10 for 11 from the line. But when Joel Embiid shooting 2 for 7 from the field, the offense is hard to generate. And we saw that here in this game. Under 100 points is always rough in the modern NBA. Uh, the brightest spot from this game was Tobias Harris, 23-9-9. and 10 for 18 from the field. Uh, he looked really good, really efficient, obviously. Um, the rest of the team cannot relate. George Niang off the bench, 13 points, 5 of 7 from the field, three threes. Um, again, showing why he was a solid addition. Um, coming from Utah, he has that veteran experience. Uh, great coach by Quinn Snyder. And yeah, he's showing that he can be a solid shooter off the bench. We like to see that. Um, Maxi always uh, something someone to look at with Ben still being out starting at point guard. And another kind of rough game, just seven points, two rebounds, three assists, three for nine from the field. So not that active, but again, a lot of uh, bench minutes in this game and just a rough one all around. No one from New York really torched the Sixers all that much. Julius Randle had a great game, 16, 11, and 7. But that's what you come to expect from Randle. Nothing too out of the ordinary. Fournier had 18 points. Kemba Walker had 19. And Derek Rose, 13 off the bench. So all those guys, one thing in common, they're guards and they're scoring a decent amount of points. So again, just shows the struggles um, at the guard position. But the main point of this game that uh, needs to be addressed is that second quarter, that brutal 39 to 16 second quarter. The bench comes in and they just get it handed to them. Uh, Knicks are running them out the gym, a lot of turnovers, a lot of missed shots. And it was really ugly, hard to watch. And the Sixers really never bounced back after that point. Um, as I mentioned in the last game, the Sixers led in three-pointers and rebounds, two super important stats in the modern-day NBA. Well, the Knicks led in both these stats uh, this game, which was a large part of the loss, and the Sixers' just poor shooting and lack of offense really killed them. But it's very early in the season. Madison Square Garden's a tough place to play. This Knicks team looks pretty legit, honestly. Um, so it's not the worst loss. Uh, it's, it's rough early in the year, but... Definitely something to bounce back from. Joel still looks a little banged up. There's been a lot of reports that he's been injured, um, that knee lingering. He said he could barely walk after that Pelicans game, and uh, he's been questionable basically every single game since the uh, opener, but he's played in every single game, and this just was not one of his finest. So just looking at these two games, um, one solid team, one terrible team uh, as opponents, and you can see that as such. The Sixers... Um, obviously a lot going on in the organization. It's really hard to expect that they start this year so great given everything that's happening, all the adjustments that have to be made on the fly. But I think Doc Rivers really has to do a better job, and it's a lot to ask, but he's a really uh, obviously a veteran coach, a lot of experience in this league, championship with the Celtics, a lot of playoff experience. He's He's been through it all, and he really just looks relaxed for a team that you can't be relaxed coaching this year. Um, anytime that something bad happens, uh, he gets really frustrated really easily. Um, you get a lead, he gets really relaxed really easily. And these are things you don't want from a head coach of a team of this caliber and a team that plays like this. They're so up and down and they're not going to be consistent. You have to always be alert. And I feel like Doc's been lacking a little bit. He's been uh, coaching without really thinking about Ben being gone. He's kind of coaching like Ben's still in the lineup. And the lineup is completely different. Obviously, it hurts not having Ben. It hurts because, first of all, you're losing your starting point guard, who's a defensive player of the year candidate, obviously. But we're fans. 
do not see this is from the bench because Maxi this year could be an incredible bench player. I think if he was coming off the bench playing uh, the minutes that he'd be playing from the bench, he could be a potential six-man-of-the-year candidate. But he was thrust into the starting lineup as a second-year point guard, uh, late first-round pick, and he was not expecting to be a starting point guard of a playoff team at this rate. Obviously, last year, his progression through the season was ridiculous. The way he was able to step up in the playoffs and everything, he really looked like a veteran. But you're going to have to give him time, and he's going to have these games where he has seven points, and he's going to shoot four for 13, and he's going to have stupid turnovers. You can't really hold that against him too much, but I think it's Doc's job to calm him down and and really get the guys in that can help with that. Um, Obviously, it doesn't help that Shake Milton has also been out these games, and the second primary ball handler would be Furkan Korkmaz. Um, not a lot of ball handlers on this team right now without Ben and it's hurting and it showed in that next game, but game tonight against the Detroit Pistons at home and the Sixers do get a win. Now, if you don't think that the Thunder are the worst team in basketball, maybe you think it's the Pistons because they are equally as bad, um, rough game all around from the Pistons and the Sixers really didn't look that great. They had a point where they were up a lot and Doc took his foot off the gas again, so um, it was a rough start in the first quarter. Uh, Pistons had the lead when the bench came in, went on a big run, uh, bench scoring a lot for the Pistons. Uh, they've had a good bench through the last couple of years, and that's shown they were the highest scoring bench in the league last year. But um, Joel didn't look like himself early also with the starting lineup, and that really hurt, um, missing a lot of shots early. Um, I think it's safe to say he bounced back, though, with 30 points and 18 rebounds. Uh, and this really happened due to um, his, he had a big dunk, got a tech after flexing on Luca Garza of the Pistons. And I think that really fired him up. Uh, Isaiah Stewart was getting physical with him. Even Garza was getting a little physical, exchanging some words. And Joel in the past may have uh, got another tech up thrown out of this one, but he really uses that to his advantage. He uses that energy. He uses that passion. And he puts it all out there on the court, hits his shots, gets to the basket, gets fouled 13 for 15 from the line. And that's what you love to see. We haven't really seen that tenacity from Joel yet this year. Uh, He's been playing pretty solid, but nothing like what we saw tonight. And another point that is really important to mention is Joel getting to the line. Because this season we've seen a change in the rules of getting fouled from the offensive standpoint. Um... You see James Harden, Trey Young struggling to get to the line as much now because you can't initiate that contact. They're not going to give you that call. But the fact that Joel's getting to the line 15 times in this game and he got to the line a bunch of times last game, it really shows that Joel's fouls are legit. The teams need to foul him because he's so dominant. He's so good at creating that space that it's not a flop. It's not a going into the defender. It's the defender is going to foul him or he's going to make the shot. And Joel is to continue to be this aggressive, which we know he will be. And yeah, Joel just looked absolutely fantastic tonight. His defense looked great. He was active. That knee did not look like too much of a concern. Uh, when he dunks sometimes, he grimaces or he, he holds the knee a little bit. But overall, he looks pretty healthy. And I think that this injury should pass. Obviously, Joel and Knees um, do not have a great history, but let's pray that this will pass and is not anything serious, not going to linger, maybe just something a little irritated. But yeah, Joel looked great, and you love to see that. Ended the game with the dagger step back three. Uh, got Wells Fargo hype, and you know it's just awesome to see that. Tyrese Maxey, another player with a huge bounce back game, 16 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. Six for eight from the field and two blocks. But really the stats, uh, they jump out as pretty solid. But 
which set out to me watching the game. He really passed the eye test running this offense. A second-year player, really, really good, finding the open man, making the good cut, um, finding his screens, um, looking for Joel in the high post and letting him work, finding the hot hand. I really loved how he played tonight. He was all over the court, uh, a lot of tip passes, and yeah, just a great game. Um, with Ben still being out, obviously there's no timeline. You have no clue. So you're going to have to rely on Maxi. going to have to rely on Shake Milton, who came back tonight, and Maxi just looked absolutely fantastic running the offense tonight. I really loved what I saw from him. Moving on, Tobias Harris staying solid, 17 points, 6 rebounds. Toby's always going to be a guy that can get you a bucket. Uh, isolation game is really good, that mid-range game. And I would honestly like to see him take a few more shots, honestly. Starting this game, he started out hot. He was like 4 for 4, and the offense could not get going. And they really didn't look for him as much. And I think when Toby has that hot hand and no one else does, he should really look to back to the basket. His fadeaway game is incredible. Mid-range is one of the best in the league, honestly. And yeah, I would like to see that from Tobias. Um, Seth Curry, kind of a quiet night. 4 for 7 shooting, 2 threes, 12 points. Um, I'm not too worried about it. He hit the shots that he got, and it didn't really seem like they needed him early in the game. He was uh, They were focused a lot on him because he's had a crazy hot hand, so think that he's going to do his thing. But one player that has worried me is Danny Green. Um, Danny Green's getting up there in age, and tonight he had zero points. Um, the Knicks, he had 12 points, but not too much of an impact there. And yeah, I don't I don't love what Danny's added uh, so far this season. His defense has been lacking a little bit. He hasn't been looked as fast. Um, his shot looks a little off. He's been okay, but overall, I'd like to see more from Danny. And if not, at some point, honestly, might not be a terrible idea to get the energy of Matisse in the starting lineup. Get Shake if he has a hot hand at some point. I wouldn't mind it. Danny off the bench. Danny's most important part to this team I mentioned last time was is his veteran leadership, his three championships, um, the way what he brings to the locker room more than what he does on the court. And he's a starter. So that's definitely saying something. But overall, Danny playing a little rough, but he's still going to bring that leadership. I'm not too worried about Danny. So far, um, hasn't looked great, but I think he could bounce back. And a guy that will help is Shake Milton. Uh, I mentioned he is officially back his first game of the season, and he looked fantastic. 13 points, 5 assists, 5 for 10 from the field in just 16 minutes. So bench scoring is a necessity for the Sixers team. I really like what Drummond's brought off the bench, but scoring is not really in that. Um, tonight, Drummond actually fouled out and did not play many minutes. But um, overall, I like what he can bring, but we need scores. Niang is a catch-and-shoot guy. Furkan has been able to score a little bit, but he's really just been running the point. Uh, obviously, showed in that first game how he can score. He can still hit that three ball, but having Shake to create for himself is going to be huge. And tonight, he really showed that. Um, notable, Matisse Thibel got back to his ways. Three steals tonight. Uh, hit a really nice three, actually. And Matisse is always so active. His energy is so helpful for this team. Flies around the court, tips passes, and really just gets the energy flowing. So, love to have Matisse... Uh, doing his thing, and I think he'll make another all-defensive team this year. Um, for Detroit, Sadiq Bey, 19.6 rebounds, and he was shooting the lights out late in that game, keeping the minute. Kelly Olenek off the bench with 14. And the main point of this game is, again, Doc's coaching. Um, they were up a healthy margin in that fourth quarter, and Doc really has to take control at that point. You can put in the bench. That's fine. That's what a majority of coaches do. But once he puts in that bench, Doc thinks that the game's over. He assumes the other team is done. They're out of it. And 
95% of the time, that's not the case, and they end up making a run, and that is what happened tonight. Um, Sixers tonight, 20 turnovers. A lot of them came during that run uh, in the fourth quarter as well as in the first quarter. And when the Sixers start making bad turnovers, they keep making bad turnovers. Another point Doc has to address, maybe call timeouts before a team can get on that run. Um, the P- Pistons went on a 16-1 to run in the fourth quarter. The game should have been well over. Instead, they had to make it close. They had to bring Joel back in. And that's just something you really don't love to do in this situation. When you can sit Joel and win an easy game, that's what we want to do. You do not want to have to thrust Joel back into a game to close it out. When the game was over at the beginning of the fourth quarter, it's really frustrating. And Doc has shown time and time again he can't hold on to a lead. And he, it's just really rough. Um, his defensive rotations are rough in the clutch. They're hitting threes, and he just lets shooters shoot. Um, still, as I mentioned, treating Maxi like Ben has been really, really tragic for the Sixers team when they switch him on to a seven foot center. Ben Simmons was six foot ten. He can contest these centers, these power forwards, and he can do it pretty solidly because how great he was. Maxi will get eaten alive in the paint. He's barbecue chicken. There's no way that Tyrese Maxi is guarding these guys. And that's something Doc really has to focus on. So overall assessment of early this season, uh, not just three games, but uh, the first five games in general. Um, I think that without Ben Simmons, this team goes from a high-seeded Eastern Conference playoff team to a mid-seeded team unless one player really steps up or Doc can get his act together and start coaching this team to play as one unit Um not let up these late leads and really just do whatever to get this team flowing. I know Ben is is a crucial member of this team. All the stuff surrounding him, all the drama is really hard to overcome. I'm not discounting that. But as a coach uh, on the caliber of Doc Rivers uh, for a team of the caliber of the Sixers, they really got to all get it together. And I know that they are 3-2. and two. Those wins coming against the Thunder, the Pistons, and the Pelicans without Zion Williamson. And this Saturday... Um, against the Hawks at home will be a huge test. Um, the only test we've really had is the Nets, which ultimately the Sixers really should have won that game. I covered it in the last episode, but uh, another blown lead where they were really in control the majority of the game. And the Knicks, which was just a rough game, and Joel uh, looked injured. So I'm going to give them a pass on that one because it's so early in the year. Don't want to overreact to anything too uh, too early in the year, but... You know, this team looks a little shaky for the team they're supposed to be. People expected this without Ben. And it's so hard not to talk about Ben with this Sixers team. And I'm trying my hardest really to look past it, to look at the roster we have, because there is potential here. Whenever you have Joel Embiid on a roster with some solid shooters, there's always potential for a team. They've shown they can hang with the best teams in the league already this season with the Nets. And I'm really looking forward to this test on Saturday. So that's going to wrap it up for the debut episode of Hoopball Sixers. I'm Adam Sherman. Thank you guys for listening and keep trusting the process. This has been a Hoopball presentation.